It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Welcome to the Social Snippet Show. This week we have Charles Jones joining us. So Charles is a event photographer who's based locally to us. And obviously with COVID, you know, his work, his industry is just, you know, the stops were put on. Um, he photographs lots of fantastic events and sports events. So kind of like cheerleading meetups and that kind of thing. It's, it's actually quite interesting when you get talking to him about the stuff that he's been out and, and documented. Um, but he also does a lot of the type of photography you see where um, the photos have been printed at the event as well. So you can imagine like the volumes of people that are turning up to this stuff. So it's quite interesting what he's been getting into. That said, during lockdown, his business ground to a halt, but that didn't stop Charles. He has been doing a massive amount for his community. So we really wanted to um, bring him onto the show to kind of give him the floor, if you like, and to be able to talk about his area of expertise and also chat about some of the stuff that he's done to get through lockdown. The more hens. The more hens that he saves. Okay, so a cute story from Charles about more hens, but we're live now, so we've oh. got <laughs> the right time. So, hi Facebook, here we are again. We're on LinkedIn as well this week, so um, I've oh, still got LinkedIn live. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get some get some stuff there. I've just seen a notification come through, so that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, this is the Green Umbrella Live Lunch that we live stream every Thursday at 12 noon. We've been live streaming on Facebook for um, quite a while now. Is this like episode 20, 21? 21. Yeah, so um, this started off as a bit of a something just for us and let's give our clients a bit of a window into our world. And um, yeah, we, we've just carried it on and now we're getting guests on every other week. And this week we're joined by um, Charles Jones from... So what are we, how are we describing you? Is it Charles Jones, the photographer, or is it JPAD or... Oh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, I am, I am Charles Jones from JPAD UK, and we're a photography company or a media company, basically. And you are in a, um, you have like a, a niche area, don't you? Yeah, I do. So we um, we specialise in event photography. So as you can imagine, really busy at the minute. Um, <laughs> but we do on-site print so we take photos of all the activities going on at events and then make those photos available in print format on the day so people can walk away with an everlasting memory fantastic Please. can you tell that i've done that before <laughs> <laughs> it was great it was great so um Obviously, there's been a bit of a, a shift in your business in terms of you getting out to events. So you've been um, in your studio based in the, the very pretty village of Braunston in Northamptonshire, which is beautifully located next to the um, canal there. Which, which canal is it there? I don't know. No, it's the Grand Canal. Gee, I'm glad. Ask I her about you. marketing, not geography. 
I can't be an. I can't. You know, I, I can't know all the all my stuff on everything. You know, it's like I've. You know, I've got to pick my subjects. Geography wasn't on the list. <laughs> Emily's the in-house geography expert. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's a beautiful place and just as we were going live you're about to share a story with us so yeah yeah go ahead and do that because it's really cute uh, so the um every now and then we hear a lot of chirps in outside the studio because we've got a lock right next to us and at the top of the lock there is a family of moorhens and they've just had baby moorhens and uh they use the lock flute as a little slide so they come down without mum and then they start crying because they can't find mum. So we then have to spend about half hour playing a game with them where we're getting the net and fishing them out and running them back up. But yeah, it's like a um, like picking the kids up for school. You've got to wait up there until mum comes and collects them. So you could be there all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> but it's definitely kept me occupied during lockdown. Like, <laughs> kept me fit as well like running up and down it's great so you've done a, you've been doing a few other things because obviously like the way lockdown affected your business you had to sort of you know you couldn't just you know do nothing whilst you waited for the world to come back online and I, I think you you've tried a few different sort of tactics haven't you and to keep people engaged and remain part of the sort of the, the local business community um so yeah let's let's talk about some of the stuff you've been doing to to keep yourself keep yourself so out it was, there it was quite difficult because like i spent probably the first week going oh what am i going to do um like my business has gone down the pan i've lost my diary like oh but then um instead of that i jumped on to like all the networking events that i could um just interacting and staying present really with all the business community in the area um and like I was getting a continuous message from it saying like help don't sell and I was like yeah I can't sell anything anyway because there's no events going on so but then I thought how can I help and like from doing <laughs> the events and all that we've got thousands of images so the way that I helped was I got in touch with my like client base and my my community by posting some of those photos across like our social media platforms and um yeah just playing games like online with like the community and just staying positive and trying to bring bring a positive vibe kind of thing and then um yeah as soon as i think it was the 15th of june we were allowed to open as a, a studio so i'd got a lot of support from networking groups and local businesses and to give back i did um like free family photo sessions which you took part in christina i did i've never been so awkward in my life <laughs> we need to see those photos christina i don't think i think i saw one actually that you posted but i think that was the behind the scenes there's there's some really really good ones but basically like charles was really professional and it's like okay so you know, so he's like saying to my, my daughter to, you know, right, you go here, mum does this and dad does that and that kind of stuff. And I was, you can imagine what I was like, just. <laughs> just have any of it. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I was made to be sensible in those situations. Yeah. I, I also, like, when I do the photo shoots as well, I turn it into a bit of like 
a fitness regime and uh i think it was your ever half he was like oh this definitely ain't built for the age of me is it and uh <laughs> you know i do think it's like when you send out your information to people so that they can prepare and they know what you know what to do and all you know all that kind of stuff you should warn women warn women that like you know forget the heels <laughs> It's like I got my my lovely green boots on, and he was like, "Right, can you lie on the floor?" You get up there and I'm like, "You know," and and it's actually it's quite tr- tricky, kind of going from ground level to stood up again when you're when you're on like little heels. So you did well, though. Little. You did well. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I, yeah, I don't think I said any horrendous swear words. I only used the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, you like, definitely need to do a show and tell with these photos. I'm curious now. So like, Charles, why were you lying on the floor? <laughs> um, on um, Charles posted some on LinkedIn, I think, didn't you? Ah, yeah, there are some out and about somewhere. And, but yeah, so um, but yeah, I'll, I'll share one with you, Emily. You can see one of them. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Emily, and just my my face yeah. posed on there. <laughs> So what's next for you, Charles? What's the, um, obviously as, as events, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with events. We don't know how quickly stuff's going to get back to, to what it was like before. So, um, you know, from a marketing perspective, what kind of activities are you looking at at the minute to kind of keep yourself active with your target market? So at the minute, I, um, I'm literally picking up the phone and talking to event organizers um not just to introduce myself and see if i can help in any way like if they're struggling with anything because obviously a lot of people um furloughed their staff and they're doing it all on their own but they've got so much they need to do and i'm just like right do you want any help and in the end game yeah i'd like to partner with them and help them out with their events but that's not my initial intention i'm literally out there to help them um but then as well as that it's sort of diversifying and trying new things so i've been doing a lot of um like visual marketing photography for people trying to update their websites um getting new like team headshots um i did one the other week for a window company that had i think it was 15 members of staff and um obviously social distancing i had to get a team photo of them so that was quite tricky but it was uh it was good fun like i i did it in the end and they were quite happy so um yeah it's just doing stuff like that and then staying visual on my social media and things mm-hmm. and i've learned how to blog as well during this time which is great christine will be happy about that oh, <laughs> very, very, very no blogging is so underrated though people kind of think oh you know oh it's a blog it's like and I think sometimes people think it's old hat but they just don't really they don't realize just how valuable it is Hmm. no without a doubt like I because I rebuilt my website during this time as well and um, I added a blog to it and I've never used it and it's great like the engagement you get on it and I didn't realize how much you actually get what have you been blogging about just random stuff like 
<laughs> well, I've had um, it's just like Usually photography. related to your business, or just... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit like um, like photography tips, like uh, how to improve like the use on like use of your phone, basically, and um, what to look in like for a wedding photographer, what to look at. Like you got the generic things, but it's like contracts and stuff like that because I've had in the past a few weddings where um, they've come to me because their photographers let them down last minute and there's no like contract in place they haven't even thought about getting a contract and yeah they're done and like so it's just little behind the scenes sort of tips that you wouldn't think about and um yeah, the effects of global sport. We had a, a few guest bloggers as well. That was that was good. But... And you guest blogged for other people. We've got Paul watching, um, as as, uh, yeah. as usual on Thursday Stalker. So he says you've guest blogged for him as well, which uh, yeah. a thumbs up for that. Yeah, hi Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <Little> name drop. <laughs> so Emily, I think you um, did you have a question around sort of how Charles might be using Instagram and, and stuff as well? We, we sort of chatted about earlier in the week. Yes, I was just curious, um, obviously, which platform you use the most, which sort of platform is your favourite? And in particular, if you have sort of a specific strategy around Instagram and the, the type of things that you're posting on there, or if it's sort of like a showcase of your work and, and previous events that you've been to. So I use... Yeah, Instagram is the the one that I use the most. Yeah. Um, strategy behind it is it's a bit of everything really, like showcasing my work, but then being informative, um, like of where to people can like find their photos when they're online and if they've got any questions to get in touch kind of thing. And then uh, this is where like I was playing the games with, the community like I did um, a mystery box which um, I did I stupidly posted it at like nine o'clock at night and um, yeah it kept me going for a good couple of hours because everyone was commenting and I didn't realize how much it like take off mm. and people went crazy for it and I'm like that blimey it's 11 o'clock I've got to go to bed <laughs> like, I've got to get up in the morning but no it, it was good fun and then yeah doing stuff like that and posting all my offers and stuff and I found like I was using all of them like all of the platforms but then Instagram had the best engagement so I focused my time on that yeah I think and, sort of particularly for your type of business as well obviously Instagram's a very visual platform so I would have probably thought that would be the platform where you would get the most engagement and mm -hmm. obviously people like to look at photos and, and that's basically what Instagram is so yeah, yeah that's cool also, what I was going to say, because you put it on at nine o'clock, didn't you? Well, for my um, Instagram, nine o'clock's the prime time for me to be posting things. That's probably a really good thing if it's the same for you, which is yeah. why you're up until 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was good fun, though. I, I had a lay in the next day, so I was all right. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Do you have any sort of regular themes you use on Instagram in terms of the, the imagery that you're sharing on there? So, um, my like predominantly, I do cheerleading and dance photography. So, my theme is pretty much around that, and uh, yeah, I spread it out and try and even it out. Sorry, between the two, if that's what you meant. 
So one one of the things, maybe Emily, you could explain this strategy because it's kind of one that you've taken ownership over for for our clients with the the, the nine squares and then the nine categories of content. Oh yeah, I don't like it when you put me under pressure like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so something that I do with Instagram with our clients is basically, as Christina just said, is I try to think of nine topics or nine different things that I could post around. So sort of as you were saying, I guess, obviously you've got the dancing, you've got the cheerleading and the tips and blogs and things. Do you have, is that the way that you would work around it yourself? So would you think of different subjects in order to try and, I guess, as you said, sort of spread out the, the content a little bit, or do you just post something that, that you're doing at the time or something that you think is going to get the most engagement? So I do, um, I do have like theme days. Oh, okay. So um, for instance, like a Tuesday would be a trick Tuesday. So I'd share a, one of the highlighted tricks that's happened or oh, um, yeah. like sassy Saturday because uh there's a lot of sass um but yeah that's uh, that's always a good one um yeah <laughs> what how do we find you we'll put all the links obviously onto onto the news feed but but how do people find you on instagram is it charles jones photography or is it your company no, name it's actually jpad cheer jpad cheer all right yeah. there you go anyone watching jpad cheer is where we need to go but yeah we'll put the links up there yeah yeah so we do yeah i do that really like the theme sort of days okay that's and, good i quite like i like sassy saturday <laughs> oh, they are good fun like we've got yeah. we've got some brilliant ones yeah. <laughs> and then we got someone some of them that we do look at and we go nah we can't post that oh. <laughs> <laughs> what because because it's too rude or because it's like we want to have a laugh, but we don't want to go over the line sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. And upset people. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It can be quite amusing. <clears throat> so Jane's very quiet today. Um, Jane's like our, our in-house photographer, if you like. Yeah, oh, I don't oh. know, go that far. <laughs> I'm the one with the camera. <laughs> Jane not... like, you like the editing apps, don't you, Jane? Yeah, I do. I, I have a question actually for you about um, equipment, really. So when you're going to these events, presumably it's tricky to carry around sort of everything that you've got, really. So what what you're sort of, I must have this with me, you know, do you have reflectors and stuff like that? And, um, yeah, what, what do you have to have when you're walking around? What can't you do without with? with uh, well, initially a camera. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so like the events that we have, um and we do we have to take a hell of a lot of equipment um so we we do the action so obviously with the action it is um your camera your lenses cleaning kit um what else is there that with that with the action your camera and lenses is the main thing and it's your camera bag um but then we have a studio which um, Christina again has witnessed this got your light in your backdrop I mean our backdrop goes up to eight meters wide right. and then um, yeah down three and then uh, depth wise it's probably about four meters so it's a big old thing and then with that so you got your light in and all your tripod and and then our kiosks I, I built myself which I was quite proud of 
they're um so they wheel into place and then we've got all the computer screens on there and then it's sales desk so like it's normally a Luton size van that we have to take with us to right, all right. this so that, do you but, tend to um oh sorry i was gonna say do you tend to take tripods with you to so when you're doing the cheerleading photography or is it easier to not have that and you can just sort of move around and get different angles so with action it's um it's better to go freehand because you can get different angles and it's just the pace of it um mm. like the guys that do that come with me to photograph as well they'll use a monopod which is literally a single pole for those right. that didn't know um that's purely to give their arms a rest because right. <laughs> we're sat there well we could be there from one event we did this year it started at six in the morning and we finished at 11 at night so as you can imagine their arms would be aching like crazy because the performances they can be like every three minutes so um yeah it's full on and so do these bits of kit have like stabilizers in them what the camera is yeah there is a lot of um like stabilization built into them but with um the action like photography wise you use like a back button focus so there's a little button behind that you turn on and you uh as you're going along you're literally focusing using your thumb but yeah stabilization is more for like videos mm-hmm. yeah i guess yeah. yeah you often see people with um gopros and things like that having a, a, a gimbal which is the kind of thing that yeah. stops you shaking yeah 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 see we've um there's a videographer that comes with me as well he um he's got a gimbal but again you you don't want to be holding that thing for too long because it's got his camera a massive lens on it and then it's got lights audio um he's got a screen on it as well and yeah it's a good arm workout put it that way oh yeah <laughs> To be fair, that's something that I didn't really think about. You don't, I don't think about that thinking that actually it's going to be really heavy because you have to carry it for such a long amount of time. Because I think I do have a like a Canon camera that I use very occasionally. Like, I'm not I'm not very good with it, but when I do, obviously I'm only picking it up sort of for an hour or so, and it's absolutely fine. But you don't think, obviously, you guys literally carrying it for the whole day. I do imagine it does get really heavy and got oh, yeah. take and oh yeah, yeah, it's good fun though. Like we, <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. no, it can be like, especially when you add all the um, if you've got a 70 to 200 for any camera fans in here, um, it, it's a big lens for those right. that didn't know. Um, yeah, that one's a killer when you've got the little ones on, it's fine. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, when it comes to like all this stuff, obviously we, you know, you definitely, you should have some professional photography done for your business, especially when it comes to like your website imagery, that kind of stuff, professional video as well. Um, but when it comes to your social stuff, actually, the more you can do yourself, that kind of in the moment, you know, photography, the stuff you're taking on your mobile phone, that sort of stuff, it, it really does kind of help the authenticity of that particular social post. Um, and you've said you've written a blog on the subject. Mm. So there must be some tips that you can just kind of reel off and, and share with us, the things that people tend not to know. So it's like my biggest bugbear and when I see social posts is people that have got their phone and 
they've taken a like they're doing a post and they're taking it portrait but you get a hell of a lot more if you turn it landscape especially when it's a visual marketing like oh we've just done this today you see like they've cropped half of it out because they've not orientated their camera and if you do it landscape you get a lot more and you can crop in a lot better i feel um, but isn't most most of us consume the content portrait because we hold our phones like this you know like that hang on like that and <laughs> up and down it's the back to front stream send yeah, yeah so but it's probably portraits better that's it it, it depends on <clears throat> it depends on what you're getting for example if i was to get a um like a picture of the canal say mm -hmm. and i did it portrait all I'd get is the canal when there's a hell of a lot more like interesting and things around it. So if you did it landscape, like with mine, you've got down here, we've got our buildings and all the old like architecture. But if I did portrait, I wouldn't get any of that in or I'd only capture a slight section of it. Mm -hmm. It's just opening up the image basically. And you can always edit it afterwards. Yeah, that's true. No, I, I think, think that's you something. Get more than yeah. one from one image as well, can't you? You can crop that bit out, yeah. and you can crop that middle bit out, and then there's a bit over there, and then you can zoom in on another bit. It just gives you options, doesn't it? No, that's it. That's exactly it. Like we do it with our photos. Like nothing that we post isn't edited. So we've we've gone in, and there are some images that we will tap right into, and use it multiple times with different sections of it. So, like, you can just get a hell of a lot more from doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good tip because I think something that I'm—you're probably going to think this is ridiculous now—but something that I do sometimes is when I'm taking it portrait automatically. Because obviously, when I pick up my phone, I just automatically hold it like that anyway. And if I need to get something in, I just step back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, said that, you said that. I may as well just turn it, and I can do it. <laughs> But, yeah, so you, were, you were saying as well, weren't you, about that app that we were talking about last week, and that would work with the the landscape photos, the one where you can cut it on Instagram and you can make it slide across. Yeah, that was it on a, a CRL or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That one. It was our, our tool of the week last week for the coaching club, or this oh. week, last this email. Week. Or anyway, Have you given it away? <laughs> Are there any? particular sort of um, photography apps that people can be using Charles that you think are sort of like you know the best of the best the so best um I there's one called open camera which it basically um you could it it turns your phone into a DSLR camera and you can actually adjust all the settings as if you've got like you're holding a Canon so you can adjust your like aperture and stuff exactly as you would with the knobbly bits on your camera um but it's brilliant because you can adjust in different lighting although your phones are set to do it automatically you can get much more out of it if you go through open camera there's yeah. one called halide as well i don't know if you've used that that's a similar sort of thing that gives you a lot more options what's that one sorry Halide, it's called. Oh, no, I've not heard of that one. Apparently, there's a lot of people have recommended that one on sort of camera type forums. 
So I've given it a bit of a try, but not not very much yet. Ooh. But no, yeah, it's, like, it's like you said, there's so much more that your phone can do than just the automatic taking of photos that you do in the in the phone's camera app. That's it. I mean, like the technology in phones now is amazing. Like that's our biggest competitor when we're at an event is everyone with their phones. But yeah, there is so much more you can do with it by downloading simple apps. And it's crazy because like with open camera, I do a lot of filming with it because you can adjust like how many frames per second you have and things like that. And yeah, I definitely recommend that one. And then Instagram. Instagram, are you, are you ever use nine cut? No. Where you do um, a photo over three squares. Or... Oh, that's similar to the SDR. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what that one yeah. was that Jane was saying about. So you can sort of, oh, so it slides into, they join up, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so that's, what's it, what's it called, nine cut? Yeah, nine cut. Oh, okay. I need to look at that one then. I did not. <laughs> This is the thing, there's so many of these apps that you you kind of get overwhelmed with. Like, you know, you, you find one, you think, oh, okay, this is good, it works for me. And then actually there's another two or three that do the same thing and you're, you're then sort of like swapping and changing between them. And it gets, I think it gets quite overwhelming for people when there's so many options. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Like, it's just what you've got to, it's user preference, I feel. Yeah, completely, completely. And I don't think people should be, um, you know, rushing to switch what they're using either necessarily. If you're using an app, whether it's a photo editing app or, you know, something something else, actually, if it's working for you, just because something else is now available and seems to be the, you know, the trending, the trending product. There you go, Emily, that with that little, that one's for you. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean you should swap. You know, yeah. it, it's that stick stick with what you know and, and get into the full functionality of that before you kind of get pulled down at another track because it, it's it's been a we want to perfect and then improve, you know, and, and I think this is the thing. Sometimes people kind of jump from from one thing to the next to the next and, and don't ever actually get to that point where they, they have been able to perfect what they're doing. Um, and they've probably gone through this learning curve over and over again and not achieved anything better than they would have done with the first option. Mm. That's where we see a lot of people wasting time. Um, that said, a slight segue into what is currently my favourite subject. So the whole TikTok and Reels thing so reels has now been released um on instagram it was released yesterday to 50 countries including the uk um and there's obviously there's this whole kind of thing going on in the press with um you know trump trying to ban tiktok in in the states and all that kind of stuff so it's really interesting to see how people are going to um, basically adopt Reels, which is um, the, the the TikTok equivalent, if you like, that's owned by Facebook. Um, what do you think? Because you, you're quite a trendy guy and you're in a business that's very, very visual. <laughs> so have you have you looked at like, have you used TikTok? Have you used, have you looked at that type of content, even if you're not on the platform? Like how, how do you see, like, can you see a way that you would incorporate that into your social strategy yeah so a lot of my audience are on tiktok um mm. 
so I have looked at it I have tried it and I've failed miserably because did you see when it first started taking off did you know all the dances that they started doing did you see the one where they danced up the stairs oh yeah I saw that, that yeah was quite... <laughs> like it was like a little shuffle and then they shuffled up the stairs sort of thing I tried that face planted and rolled back down the stairs <laughs> it, <laughs> like and then like it, it put me off and I was like oh I can't, I can't do that so if anything it'd be like instead of me pushing my photography business it'd be more like um a, a you've been framed kind of thing <laughs> like, at least you get fifty pounds well yeah that's true, yeah, that's true. Yeah. but no i am wanting to um explore more into that because yeah it's a i mean it's a massive platform now isn't it and um people are going crazy for it especially my sort of target demographic mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that bringing it into Instagram, so initially Reels was like a separate app, Mm. um, and then obviously they've really fast-tracked the development of it. They've now, I think they've really looked at the demographic of TikTok and then said, okay, well, you know, we need to sell it as an Instagram product. The fact that they've put it in with your stories on Instagram, you know, those younger Instagram users are, you know, they're story addicts. Um, they're putting it into a platform and into a space that is familiar to those users where they've already got an audience there. Um, so I, I think it's it's really exciting times in terms of, you know, what's going to happen. Years and years ago, we went through this kind of like Facebook versus YouTube kind of, you know, battle, if you like. Now, what you know, it, it's in my eyes, it's officially started the, the Facebook versus TikTok battle. Um you know, Reels is an Instagram product. It's being sold as an Instagram product. In my head, it belongs to Facebook. Yeah. You know, so, you know, at the end of the day, this, this is how I'm seeing it. And, you know, it's just, it's so exciting what's going to happen now. Because to use that functionality, we don't all suddenly have to start learning dance moves. There's going to be a load of other stuff that, that we can do. So... Um, like you know thinking about you and your you know your blogs showing off at the sort of you know your tips and tricks and that kind of stuff that you can use you know you might capture some video you know, do a screen capture of you using one of these you know an app that you recommend um, and actually you can then use that as one of your your reels videos or tiktok videos that kind of stuff you know i've done a couple of things on tiktok that are just you know just giving tips and i've had the call outs appearing and that sort of stuff um you know having the music in the background it's quite it's feel good content even yeah. if you're delivering something that's actually quite boring, I think the the functionality that's being offered it means that you can you can create that content in a way where it just naturally feels really positive. And you know who doesn't want a backing track? True. Very I'm, true. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> a backing track's perfect for a sassy Saturday. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, you could write one, Emily, like you did before. Ah. <laughs> I'm a talented woman. (laughs) (laughs) I always find, though, like, it's with myself, it's knowing what to do and, like, how how to be consistent and, like, having the ideas and stuff and then 
like with TikTok, a lot of it was obviously trending stuff, wasn't it? And it's like, yeah, do you want to jump on the bandwagon or do you want to be original? Yeah, I think sometimes it's like, it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> I think sometimes it's easy to easier to jump on the bandwagon, maybe to get into it, possibly. But right. then me saying that, I haven't done any TikTok videos because I'm, I'd probably fall down the stairs or something like you did. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah, maybe it's a good way to start. And then you can try and think of, I don't know. What do you think, Christina? I think it is about figuring out what, what you want to represent. So it's always got to come back to your strategy and what, you know, what you're trying to promote and what perception you're trying to create. Mm -hmm. If I started jumping into all the challenges and that kind of stuff, it would just be really like people would wonder what happened to me. It just doesn't fit with the person you meet at events and, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas actually me being overexcited over a bit of social media news, people would just go, oh, yeah, that's you know, it's Christina again. So it is about kind of owning those moments and building that in so it becomes a, a regular thing with, with your strategy. Um, I think as well, it's about really tapping into your target client and understanding what they need from you. Yeah. Okay. And it's not about what you want to give them. It's about what they actually want and what they actually need. Um, more often at the minute, I'm talking about what our target clients need because nobody knows what they want right now. Mm. Nobody understands what it is you know, because they don't know what they want. There's this like too much confusion. Actually, we need to be the ones to tell them what it is they need. Okay, so, you know, maybe it's someone that can't afford your, you know, whether you're a photographer or a social media agency, you'll have target clients that they can't afford what you're selling right now, but they still need to be ticking that box, essentially. Your clients still need to be taking photos and the, you know, the the cheerleading um, troops that you're working with. Um, TikTok's just announced that they've got their first data center in europe i'm so tuned into tiktok at the minute there you go sorry <laughs> i should have turned that off i should have. i think they've um expedited that as a result of reels oh this is what i'm saying it's so exciting what's going to happen it's so <laughs> exciting um and there's there's other things going on as well that are kind of more gdpr related that i won't go into now because that's i haven't read enough to understand it myself that's why i don't want to talk about that bit um but um, but yeah, like I said, it's you've got clients that can't afford what it is you're providing at the minute, but they still need to have that thing facilitated. So if we can tell them what they need as a stopgap and and educate them in that way, when it gets to the point where they have got the money, where they can afford to do this stuff, they're not going to be hitting Google. They're going to go back to their emails and reply to that information you sent them or you know they're going to drop your message on linkedin or through instagram or, or whatever it might be um but it is it's that front of mind stuff you talked about ringing people okay and i think it was last week we were talking about the voice notes on whatsapp um you know i've, I've been talking with someone the last couple of weeks and they're suggesting people send videos through um you know linkedin to do outreach and if you don't get a response then follow up with a with a voice note for me personally i'm getting better responses from voice notes than videos 
but I think it's because people are probably sick of seeing me on video with videos and Zoom calls and that kind of it's like oh it's Christina with that giraffe in the green background again so um, you know I'd, I need to switch some banners around or something change some stuff up yeah but you know it, it is that it's anything and everything you can do to stay front of mind and the more we can give right now the more it's going to come back to us oh yeah without a doubt like I had um I completely agree with that because like with the whole lockdown and not having anything um I got given a lot of support and through the photo shoot that's what I wanted to give back and it was like it was great like I loved it and I didn't I didn't ask these people for it they were just willing to and yeah it just made it amazing and then yeah, I was sat there a bit twiddling my thumbs, like, oh, what do I do to give you give it back? I think when you're able to access that kind of support, it makes a massive difference to, you know, to your to your mindset as well. You know, it's actually quite it's really difficult asking for help. We had someone um, join us a couple of weeks ago that she's got a project at the minute and um, it's all a sort of mental health in the workplace. She's working specifically within recruitment, but we were talking about, you know, men accessing support and, you know, just asking for general help, not even, you know, help in a crisis situation in the middle of a pandemic. And, sometimes it's not even about asking either it's actually being open to the help coming your way and open you know recognizing that support when it comes and accepting it um you know we we're both part of a you know fantastic community um you know paul who's been a guest on the show and he you know he's, he's here dropping some comments and and stuff on facebook for us you know the business community is a local networking organization um but it's actually, it's not about networking. It's about business owners supporting each other. And I think you're kind of, you're, you really are an example of actually how a, how a community can come together and make sure that everyone's okay. Um, and the fact that that's gone full circle and that you've been able to do stuff to kind of, you know, what, what you've been able to take out that community, you've put in in equal measure. And, you know, I, I just, I think, it, you know, it is really, really powerful, really powerful. Oh, without a doubt. There's a lot of business owners out there that have not, not got that support. And that's what I wanted to do. Like when I, I did like the stories and that on um, Instagram and it was just to say, um, like, I'm here. Like, I don't want anything. I just want to give you support if you need it if you need an ear to sort of run out then go for it <laughs> and like, I did get it I did get it yeah it was it was nice like I did all the photos and stuff and then I went quiet for a week because I just had a week to myself trying to recoup and that and during that week I had loads of messages asking um like when am I posting photos and all this sort of stuff so that was quite nice and yeah, it was like it was nice to hear as well that um, I posted a photo and it boosted some of the athletes like morale because they just hit rock bottom. They couldn't do what they love doing. And I posted a photo of them and their team. And then all of a sudden they're buzzing. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, who would have thought a simple photo could do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think because um, you always say, Christina, don't you, that 
you were sort of your concern through the pandemic were the businesses that did sort of think oh well I can't work at the moment so I'm just going to kind of hide away and wait for everything to pick up again but actually what you've done Charles is sort of the complete opposite to that you've sort of constantly stayed in the public eye you've constantly offered help you've constantly sort of like you said been sharing photos of the athletes and things like that which is so when sort of things event-wise do eventually pick up you're hopefully going to be front of mind to them so they're going to be coming straight to you and I think that's the perfect way in my opinion I think it's Christina's opinion too to sort of to have handled the whole situation really so I think it's really good that you've done that oh thank you but no it is true though because (laughs) you are going to see obviously people are popping up now that you haven't seen since March yeah <laughs> and it's like oh no sorry yeah where have you been and this yeah. is what I was saying to people back then you know if you shut down when you come back up again people are like oh you, oh didn't realize you were still here mm. which is actually not a very positive message no, no. people have got we've got short-term memories as consumers as well really haven't we this because there's so much content and noise out there so you're doing some, something different and, and giving back is definitely a way of staying staying in people's psyche. Yeah, yeah I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Have we got any more questions for Charles? Or Charles, have you got any questions for us? <laughs> Ask Mark a question. He likes to talk. No. I'm, I'm just here to be top, <laughs> top right and that's it. No, I mean, the only thing I was actually going to ask Charles is what, when you're doing a more sort of marketing like you mentioned about website photography and product photography and that sort of thing. What what do you need as a brief for that kind of thing? Because I know that, you know, sometimes we struggle to get a decent brief out of clients for sort of design or or things like that, where you're trying to tease every last little bit of information out of them. But then you think you've got it down to a T and then they're like, oh, no, that's not what I want. And it's like, so how do you try and get around that with obviously photography when you've got a one shot at it, basically? So it's where um like your creativity comes into play. So you uh, I'd I'd approach a client, ask for their vision, um, see what they want to get out of it, and then I'd give my input with like a few ideas and get creative, use an artistic sort of mind towards it. And um I suppose that's where experience comes from on my behalf, because that's you're putting the trust in it. So I've got to try and get that vision in my head. Yeah. But then jazz it up. But then it's also um I asked to talk to the like web developer because what it may not work like with yeah. what they've got in their head. So it's trying to get all those sort of three minds together, myself, the client and the web developer. Yeah. And yeah. 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 No, I think that's the key sometimes is clients you know do things a little bit disparately they'll go and do one thing they'll go and do another and then nothing actually comes back to meet in the middle so yeah that's obviously a good thing that you're you're talking to the developers and designers and things yeah and it's yeah it's getting it's other people's opinion as well yeah not just like in yeah you've got the client they want this website it's going to be absolutely amazing but they've got a team around them have they spoken to their team and had their input and yeah they can like completely ignore it but i always think it's great to get other people's input to make it succeed because there's no point putting something dull on your website because you're not going to get attraction from it 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. We, 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 need, we need some of our own photos doing it at some point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear heels this time, Christina. No. <laughs> some, some, some of those socially distant team it's that photos. Or, yeah, it's that, or we have to have photos where no one has to roll around on the floor. Like, that's the other option. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't want to do that kind of photo. <laughs> I'm just going to have my photo taken. That's all I was expecting. You need to make it available, Christina. It's all, it's all the these activities he's been working with. He thinks everyone can do that stuff. Well, <laughs> then, just stop yourself just in time. <laughs> Fab. cool well we'll wrap things up there thanks charles for joining us um no, thank you for having me shared some really cool stuff there and um yeah really looking forward to sort of seeing your work and seeing you get busier and busier and busier because we know the stuff that you've been doing and the stuff you've been putting out there is going to bring you some fantastic results um i think amanda has already put did you did you pop the link in the comments amanda already on facebook i haven't i didn't want to distract myself too much even though i did dip out briefly apologies for that um but yes i will do Excellent. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, I'll make sure I add a link to your profile as well, Charles, so people can connect with you there if they would like to. No, thank you very much. No worries. Absolute pleasure. See everyone next week, um, Thursday at 12 noon. We will be live on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So you can um, join us on your poison of choice. Um, it's just going to be us next week. And we'll be talking about all the latest updates from the last couple of weeks. And I'll try not to talk about TikTok too much during that show. <laughs> Bye, everyone. I'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.